It's time to start rallying around America's young conservatives and explore what it means to be a young Republican in the 21st century, in a world where it seems like everyone under 30 must be a liberal. These are the stories you haven't heard before from the voices of America's young conservatives. So let's find out what it truly means to be raised right. All right, so I am here with Lindsey Graham, AKA the Patriot Barbie, an inspiring conservative woman, a mother, a fantastic lady who stood up to the COVID lockdowns and everything when they first happened and now has made a brand for herself and is really just a kick-ass woman. So (laughs) thank you, Rayleigh. Absolutely. So Lindsay, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself, how you grew up, how you were quote unquote raised right, and how that helped you to take on a lawsuit that we'll talk about later on. All right. Absolutely. Well, I'm really excited to talk about my childhood because I was raised right. (laughs) My parents are both staunch conservatives. My mother's no, my mother is no longer around, but she and my dad were both um, diehard Republicans. They always talked about who they were voting for. Our family wasn't big into politics, but as a child, I understood the values and the morals that they were voting for, not the politics. So um, I have been raised um, in church. I've been raised to believe in God and, and we're born again. And that has played more of a role in my life than I realize until just recently. Um, I've kind of been a lukewarm Christian the majority of my adult life. And when it came time to stand up for my family, when they locked businesses down, I don't know. I mean, I know now, but I didn't know where it came from that I said, I'm not doing this. I don't believe in it. I, I, we have rights. We have freedoms. My family needs to be protected. Um, we're going to open up and that's just how it's going to be. Everything that I had to go through during that time, God had been preparing me for my whole life and I didn't realize it. Um, I actually was called to write a book about my story and and everything that I had been through. And as I was writing the book, God was kind of revealing himself and showing me how everything in my childhood has been preparing me for for this moment. So um, it was just a fantastic gift that my parents gave me instilling those morals and values in me as a child and uh, has really shaped who I am today, the Patriot Barbie. (laughs) And, uh, you know, without those that foundation of God and Christ. And I would just be another person kind of maybe involved in politics, but it's not really about politics for me. It's about looking at what's going on in the left and the right and being able to compare good and bad and righteous and evil and take that fight on as a Christian. I love that. And I really love that you said you didn't vote for a party, you voted with morals and values. And that's really what it boils down to at this point. And so I want to talk about, we get the basic premise of your story, those are familiar with it, that you were a salon owner, you decided to stand up to these huge government lockdowns during COVID's peak and sue the governor of Oregon. So why don't you give us just like the timeline and the full story of how that started, how you made the decision to fight back and what ended up happening? So it was national news. So some people probably remember seeing it. Um, It was May of 2020. So we were about five weeks into the lockdowns and our governor specifically kept saying that that two week flatten the curve was going to be another two weeks and another two weeks. And I said, she's going to do this to us as long as she can. 
So yeah, after I opened, I imagined that there would be some backlash. Um, there was a backlash from areas that I didn't expect, like my community and some friends, even some family. But you know, we were we were threatened with fifty thousand dollar a day citations. I was threatened with a seventy thousand dollar OSHA citation. I received a fourteen thousand dollar citation. I was told um, I could be issued a Class C misdemeanor. I could go to jail. The governor threatened to revoke my salon license as well as my stylist license. So essentially by opening, she said, I'm gonna remove your entire livelihood from you if you continue to stand up and do this. And I did, I continued to stay open. I never shut my salon. I just knew that she did not have the authority to, to make these threats to, to small business owners. And then lastly, she had child protective services sent to my home uh, one day when I was at work. Yep. And um, a representative came and had a fabricated report that clearly came from higher up the chain. We have whistleblowers now telling us that it came from higher up the chain. And they even gave me a letter telling me the steps that would happen if they removed my children from me. So every, I mean, every possible way that she could threaten me to shut me down, she did. And I had said in a press conference that I felt that I had the right to open because I had to provide for my family. And my attorney said, you told her right where to hit you, right where it hurts being a mother. And I had a six week old baby, you just saw at that time. And it was very, very painful to know that just because I wanted to do something that is completely normal, it's completely normal to operate your business. My family was now being threatened. So we, uh, we actually ended up having to leave the state, which is why I'm here in beautiful Arizona with you, the biggest blessing of my life. And um, after we got cancel cultured, our community turned against us. We lost all of our businesses. We had to sell some of them. We had to sell our custom home that we had just built on you know, acreage and uproot our entire life, leave all of our friends behind and move here to kind of escape what was the ultimate tyranny for us. We couldn't, we couldn't stay in Oregon anymore. We couldn't do business. You know, as far as I was concerned, my reputation was ruined. That's not true. Conservatives, you know, have my back, but I didn't even feel safe in my own community anymore. My friends would say, well, let's go have a glass of wine at a restaurant. This is when they would barely be open. And I just didn't even want to. There were other, you know, liberal businesses that were downtown that were spewing hate at me and following me. And Antifa had started sharing my picture. BLM targeted my salon and threatened to burn it down. So we just said, we've got to go. We've got to go. We, we, it must have been God's voice that we didn't even really know. We threw everything in our vehicle, uprooted our life, sold our house, and just ran for our lives. So it's been. Wow been a busy year <laughs> I would say so that is so much more worse than I ever thought it was that they would you know, threaten your own your own children and right. take them away from you and we talk about this all the time that when you get canceled and you stand up for your rights you have to be prepared to lose so much not mm -hmm. friends not just family but I mean you guys like you just said lost your entire livelihood in Oregon so why does it for you matter so much to stand up for that, even knowing the cost or not knowing the cost of losing all that? Why was it so important? 
Well, I didn't know when I did it that I would lose everything I did. Um, and that's part of cancel culture is all I did really was stand up for something I believed in, which is what the left does every day. And instead of us behaving like wild animals and attacking them, they attack us. Well, I didn't, I was one of those Americans that didn't realize how real and, and authentic and scary cancel culture was. And I actually honestly naively didn't think anyone would oppose what I was doing because it was like, I mean, I have a right to work, don't I? This isn't really not a, like a good or a bad, a pro or a con or a left or a right decision. This is just, I have a right to earn my living. I mean, I don't want to collect unemployment. I really didn't believe anyone would find a way to make that controversial. <laughs> and yet it was. And to me, it was, the line was very clearly drawn. As soon as I opened, conservatives were sending me letters and emails and messages of support and leftists were attacking me and name calling and cancel culturing and making threats almost immediately. And I went, okay, whoa. So I'm like a Republican, but I've never been a really open, bold Republican but you can bet your butt I am now. And so I made my choice right then and there. If this is how you're gonna behave and you're gonna be this loud and proud about your beliefs, you can bet that I'm gonna be just as loud, if not louder with my beliefs. And honestly, that's the blessing that God had for our family that I didn't realize. Um, we were slaves to our businesses and I had to be quiet about the two things I most believe in. And that's you know the Republican party and being a conservative and being a Christian. Well, in business, they say, don't talk politics or religion. So everyone thought I was a nice person. I got along with everyone great. Uh, I have my opinions, but I just kind of kept, kept quiet about them. But losing that weight, that baggage of, you can leave a one-star review for me. You can blast my name. You can ruin my reputation. That doesn't exist anymore. So I'll take one for anyone on the team and be the face of any movement that's controversial, that supports the conservative, you know, faith-based, old-fashioned morals and values that we, we were raised on, mm -hmm. I will be the face of that because I can. And I think that, that God has, that's been the blessing throughout all of this. I'm not starting a new salon. I'm not doing hair anymore. I've lost all my companies. I'm just a raging, you know, Christian patriot who can advocate for my kids and the future that I want for my children and the kind of nation that we should be that still is a nation under God. That's who, that's who I can be now. And I never, ever, ever would have planned this for myself ever. I think that my friends and family are shocked. Like, when did you become a politician? And I'm like, I'm not, but I don't have a choice. So uh, losing everything is not something I anticipated. However, if you were to ask me if I could go back pre-COVID with everything as it was, and there was never going to be a lockdown and have everything back, I wouldn't do it. I would, I would go through all of this all over again, because this has become my, my testimony now. This God has changed my testimony. I love that. One of my favorite sayings is man plans and God laughs. Mm -hmm. And it's so true for so many people. We think we have it all figured out. And then just like that, it changes. Yep. And for you, you went from salon owner to now nationally known Patriot Barbie. How did you come up with that? And what's that been like? All right. Well, that's a great story. And I'm glad you asked because Patriot Barbie is not anything that is a vanity symbol. Uh, when I started to be a little more opinionated about my political standing when I opened, 
uh, a leftist in Salem took a picture of me in my MAGA hat and made a meme that said, I don't always play Patriot Barbie, but when I do, I steal people's money and something, something else. It was, you know, it rolled right off my back. But mm -hmm. I was like, did you just call me Patriot Barbie like it was an insult? Because a patriot is someone who loves their country, check. And Barbie is like a nationally renowned, attractive female figure. Both of those words, especially in combination, is the ultimate compliment. And so almost just to like trigger her, I changed my public figure page to say Patriot Barbie. And it just, it just went, it went crazy. Everyone was like, do you need a logo? Do you need a branding? Are you going to trademark that? Like, that's totally you. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. So it's like my alter ego. And I say that in my book too, because like I said, this is not who I previously was 18 months ago. I could never have predicted being this person. And I keep saying that, you know, during the press conferences and interviews like this, I would watch them later and be like, that's not me. I don't remember doing that. I don't remember saying that. I don't remember being in that moment. And I'm guessing maybe the Holy Spirit kind of was like in me and moving and saying, this is, this is who you are now. And so the Patriot Barbie is like my alter ego. So my husband always clarifies, you know, when we're going out, okay, are you going to be my wife? Are you going to be Patriot Barbie tonight? <laughs> and I always end up being Patriot Barbie. Cause I meet like other patriots and conservatives at restaurants and I'm like, oh, we gotta, we talk about everything. So it's just, yeah. So that, that liberal did me a favor. She created my persona for me. <laughs> I love it. That's great. And it's hard. Like we get in this mindset of being a fighter and we always have to go out and, and fight for justice and great things. And we have to remember we're human too. And so yeah. that's a good story for sure. Oh, you're frozen on me again. So I'm just going to wait till it comes back. Okay. <laughs> Hello, I'm like here you know. There you go. Oh, it says slowly coming back. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Okay, so I you did mention that you wrote a book. Tell us, I mean, if you can, if it's out yet, and what is going to be the premise of it? Okay, so the book is called Targeted: One Woman's Fight for Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness. And I wrote it about four or five months ago. It's going to be released sometime this year. I'm not sure the release date yet. I will be doing a book signing at Freedom Square, hopefully. <laughs> um, so when I sat down to write the book, it was more about uh, what I thought it was gonna be about was the fight. And I really thought to myself, how am I gonna write a whole book on this? Like it, the fight has, has carried on for me for the last 18 months, but really that major like national news coverage fight kind of happened in like, you know, a two week period. Mm -hmm. Um, so I sat down to write it and there were certain things that I wanted to write about that I felt in my life, God had allowed me to endure that hardship so that I could become a strong enough person to endure what I did 18 months ago. Right. Mm -hmm. And what I'm currently enduring. And I would try to sit down and write, this is how God, you know, formed me in this way. But there were certain things I didn't want to reveal about my life because I'm ashamed of them. And as I started writing and trying to touch on those subjects, I kind of heard God say, like, you can't pass this by. This is, I allowed you to go through those things. I know they're hurtful. I know they're embarrassing. I know you don't want the world to know them. But when you show them who you are um, and not just 
a pretentious salon owner or some of the things that liberals think I am, you show them how I formed you. You show them that you are, you're a child of God, that I allowed these things so that you could be who you are today. And so I started typing without really thinking about what are people going to say about me? How are they going to judge me? I just started typing the story and it kept going and kept going and kept going. And then I couldn't say that without also saying this. And then I couldn't say that without also saying this. And so before you knew it, my whole life was an open book, literally. (laughs) And um, it's going to come out. And all I can say is that I'm no longer ashamed. As I was writing, I, I, I became more proud of the fact that I've overcome more than people think I've been through. And some of those skeletons in the closet are really um, God's way of showing us how he can use some of these horrific things in our life to, to be a child of God and to be a testimony to him. And they honestly, what they really do is show people how, man, how strong he is, like how in control he is, like the things that I went through shouldn't make sense. And yet when you put them in a book and put them all together, my whole life suddenly makes sense. And none of those things would have made sense without every puzzle piece fitting together and every minute of God's plan coming to fruition. And it's like, I don't, I would never want to leave that stuff out now. I want it to be out there because I want people to be like, man, you have had a miracle worked in your life and God has been good and God has blessed you. And that only gives glory to God, not me. So awesome. Put it out there and let's freaking testify. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I think it's it's so common for us to only want to show the highlight reel part of our life, right? Like we never want to show the dirt. We never want to show the hardships that we've been through, but really that's what shapes the diamond. That's what makes us strong and who we are and able to stand up to, you know, when your salon gets threatened and you have to shut down and fight for something greater than yourself. So what's next for you? What's up and coming? You wrote this book. What are your ambitions still to be obtained? That's a great question. Everyone keeps saying run for office and I'm like, no, thank you. (laughs) Um, So really, it it really is going to depend on what what God says. I've got my realtor's license down here in Arizona. My husband and I have had to start a new career. So we're doing fix and flips and I'm enjoying this life that, I mean, God's given me more time with my three kids, which has been such a huge, huge, huge blessing never anticipated I'd enjoy being a stay-at-home mom um, at all, but that, and it's given me time to be kind of an activist for the conservative party and to do things like, you know, attend Freedom Square and network with conservatives and Christians that, you know, need people like me who have already stood up and been canceled, right? Not everyone can stand up and be canceled. It's, and it's now that we know it can happen, to willingly go forward and do it is a totally different thing than me doing it and being naive and and I didn't realize what would happen. So now that we consciously know that cancel culture is out there and if you stand up for, you know, President Trump or Christianity or, um, you know, just traditional values, they're not respected anymore. So as soon as you voice that, you knowing that you're gonna get canceled is a bigger risk and it takes a lot more guts to do it. I've already had that and so to be able to support people and advocate for people that can't do that, to me, that's the best job in the world. And right now, that's where God has placed me, is just networking and meeting people and trying to be a voice and trying to bring certain things to light. 
um, for conservatives. And I am waiting for the next steps. I don't know what he has in store. I never predicted this. So I can't even predict what next month is going to bring or next week or, or who I'm going to meet that's going to say, this is the opportunity I have for you. I feel like the options are limitless at this point. And I'm sort of just kind of praying about it and hoping that God reveals to me what the, the big plan is for this, other than just welcome to Arizona, spend time with your family, be blessed. Right, right. Yeah. And there'll be great things in the future for sure. Yes. So for any young conservatives out there who are listening that may own a business, that may have something of theirs that they don't want to shut down or give up, we're hearing on the news now, they're going back to this whole like two weeks to stop the spread and let's just shut down the country again and like we're going through it all again. What would be the advice that you could offer them to kind of give them the courage and the knowledge about standing up to something like that? Well, I would say that, you know, it's taken me this whole kind of 18 months to realize that we're all called for something different. Not everyone can do what I did. Not everyone can, can be canceled and then recognize the blessings in doing so. Some people aren't called to be a loud, annoying, proud <laughs> Patriot Barbie. So what I have learned to say is that each person needs to pray about what God's calling them to do, what their role is in this. I can almost assuredly tell you that your role is not to sit back and comply. I don't think that's what God is calling us to do. Um, that's not my say, but I would suggest praying about it. Um, I've encouraged business owners not to comply. I will say that by defying the lockdowns, even getting cancel cultured, I've already said I don't have any regrets. God has changed the course of our life because of it and all for the better, all for the better. So when you go into making a decision like that and you have that faith base, you have to know that even if really bad things happen to you, God will make them good. I distinctly remember there was a 24 hour period after I had had my salon protected from being burnt down. I was then labeled a white supremacist and a racist and a nationalist and all this stuff. And the hate was coming in so rapidly and so, so dense. I, uh, like a lesser person might've committed suicide. It was really, really, really bad. And I sat in my car and I knew that my life in Oregon was over. I knew that I didn't know how I was going to handle that yet, but I knew that it was over for me in Oregon. And I cried and I mourned who I was and I said goodbye. And I said, God, if you're letting me suffer this badly, I imagine that the blessings are going to be amazing, amazing. And it was that faith. I know that it was that faith that allowed my family to get blessed because I said, I just knew, I, I told him that I knew that he wasn't allowing this to happen for no reason, that he was there for me and there was good things to come. And all I asked was that he would please reveal it sooner than later so that I wouldn't have to endure this pain for very long. And he surely did. He really did. And I would tell anyone that's considering defying lockdowns, refusing the vaccine, doing their homework, um, having faith over fear to really recognize that if you have that faith, then you have to go into cancel culture knowing that if God allows it, he's going to bless you for it. You have to know that if you don't, if you don't know that, if you don't think that with the bad is going to come the good, then you don't have the faith that you think you have. And so I encourage people to pray about what God would have them do 
and what their move would be. And then when God says, do it, you do it, you do it faithfully and diligently because God says that blessed are the persecuted. I was persecuted beyond belief and God has in return blessed me tenfold. So, I mean, at Freedom Square last week, Charlie Kirk said a few times that you can't stand up for what you believe in in this day without losing something. To, to continue to fight for these freedoms and this tyranny, you are going to sacrifice something. You have to be okay with that. And I, I can tell you that I lost my custom-built home. I lost six businesses. I lost all my friends. I lost my community. I lost my reputation. I lost who I was, like my entire identity as a salon owner and a businesswoman. And knowing that I lost all of those things, I would do it all over again because of the identity that Christ has created in me now. So knowing that you might lose one or two things and that God's going to bless you tenfold with something even better. How exciting is that? I mean, that's exciting to think, here's what I value in life. And I had valued my business and my reputation as a salon owner. And I valued those things. And God took them away and showed me something greater. If you love what you're hanging on to, you love it and you don't want to lose it. Imagine how much greater the gift is going to be that God gives you because you have no idea what he has for you. And it's always, always better. So going into it with that idea, that should give you the strength that you need to defy, <laughs> to resist and to stand up for what's right. I love that. And I think that will resonate with a lot of people. Definitely. I mean, it, it does with me because I remember when I was canceled feeling the exact same way of like, wow, everyone that everything that I was and wanted to be is like dead. Now I'm a whole new person born again, different ambitions, different goals. And it's so just like relieving to be yourself and not have to apologize for it and not have to put up this front that you're just trying to save face and your reputation and I think that's really powerful when you find yes, it is. And good for you, by the way, you, I'm 40 years old. So I'm, <laughs> you know, it's one thing for me to stand up and be that brave. Cause I've had years underneath me, but you're so young. And to be that strong, so young is just amazing. I never, I mean, when you read my book, you'll see when I was 20, I was your typical 20 year old. <laughs> I was influenceable and naive and ignorant and just plain old stupid. And so for you to be the age that you are and have this kind of strength and conviction already is just powerful. And I hope you understand that, that God's going to use that. So thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. And yeah. there's kids younger than me out there that want to do something and are just so fed up. And I'm like, yes, this is why we do it. This is, you know, to empower people to stand up and to realize that what they believe and what they think is, it's something they have to be quiet about forever. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. Get We're leading the charge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and being so inspirational to so many people. Can't wait to see what God has planned next for you. I'm sure it's going to be great and uh, keep in touch. Okay. Will do. If you're a conservative ready to stand firm in their beliefs and fight for freedom, you're not going to want to miss a single episode of the Raise Right podcast. You can subscribe on any of your favorite podcast apps so you're up to date on what's going on in the political world. Be sure to like, follow, and share our content on the Instagram page at Raise Right Podcast and Facebook and Twitter at Raise Right Pod. This is what it means to be raised right.
podcast by Federated Media.